Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. We hope the Ringer can provide you entertainment and companionship during this time. So as always, feel free to check out theringer.com, where we're still covering the latest in sports, pop culture, tech, and media. And the Ringer's YouTube channel can provide endless amounts of entertainment. You can find that at youtube.com slash theringer. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And this week, just like last week, we are all in our separate homes. So the first half of the show will be me and Kate. Hi, Kate. Hello. I miss you. I miss you too. <laughs> and then second half of the show, Amelia will hop on. And then for our unanswerable questions, the whole Tea Time squad will be reunited. Love it. Okay. And today, what are we talking about, Kate? Well, we're trying to talk about things that aren't the coronavirus. Um, and we're trying out, so hard, you guys. Turns out that's fucking impossible because that's all anyone's talking about. Uh, but we're trying. We're trying to get some distractions in here. You know, mm-hmm. life moves on and everyone's quarantined. So, you know, we're trying to keep it keep it light, distract ourselves. Correct. And I feel like everyone deserves a chance to just like unplug and think about some really stupid stuff for a while. And that's what we're here for. It is. This is what Tea Time's purpose is. Okay. First category, as always, is Tea Time Checks In With. Like Kate said, we're just trying to mine the internet for any other celebrity news that does not have to deal with the coronavirus. Uh, As you can probably assume, it's very slim pickings, as you will see (laughs) from what we're about to talk about in this category. So first up... (laughs) I just apologize right off the bat. First up, this is an Us Weekly exclusive. Okay, you guys, this is juicy stuff. Us Weekly exclusive. Kaylee Cuoco says she's a, quote, coffee connoisseur, and she can't remember starting a day without caffeine. That's the news story, you guys. This is what we're dealing with here. This is actually what inspired this category, I have to say. (laughs) I will be damned if I can't find something that doesn't have to deal with the coronavirus. And here's what she says. She's doing a partnership with Starbucks. You know, good for Kaylee Cuoco. And uh, she says, I just love coffee in general. I go to bed at night just thinking about what my cup will be like in the morning, what mug I will choose, how the frothed milk will make me feel. Kate, you're a coffee drinker. Do you feel this way as well? I have to say I don't. I do not put this much thought into coffee or maybe anything else in my life. Okay, how about these next two quotes? Tell me if you relate to this. (laughs) The first thing I do, I wake up in the morning is I turn it on. I like the smell. I like the whole process. How do you feel about that, Kate? I would like to skip the whole process of making coffee and I would like to just have it in my hands. So I can't relate to that at all. I feel like a lot of people are in this same boat. I don't know why. I mean, Kaylee Cuoco (laughs) should be so lucky that we're talking about this. But last quote. (laughs) She says, I don't even know if it's the caffeine anymore. I just actually like the taste. I like holding it. It's a whole thing. You guys, I spent like minutes of my day, not that that's that long, but reading this article about how how Kaylee Cuoco loves coffee like this. These are the end of time. It is. Just really (laughs) scarce content. Jesus. And then the other one, this is actually slightly better. This is more uh, tea time focus. Bella Thorne was revealed as the mass singer this week. Um, so this is coming hot off the press after we talked about how Sarah Palin was revealed as the bear last week. Huge um, names, huge names this season. Kate, you know what we didn't talk about? I don't think when we did talk about this last week was that Sarah Palin saying baby got back. I did, did talk we- about that and you just didn't remember. Maybe fuck? you just blocked it from your mind. I actually must have blacked out. Yeah. I read that and like did a spit take. I could not believe it. 
In all what fairness, she- there was a lot going on last week. So <laughs> Yeah, there absolutely was. Anyway, Bella Thorne like was this swan, I guess. She's saying, I hate myself for loving you. And she was kicked off. And I guess what I didn't put these together is like they're kicked off when they're bad singers, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. This is why we need Amelia um, to talk about the mass singer. Miss you, Amelia. Um, okay, next one. <sighs> really just really scarce content. I noticed yesterday on social media that, um, and I guess I could have put this in social media, but social media is dedicated to the coronavirus, unfortunately. Anyway, Tom Holland stands tried to cancel Timothy Chalamet yesterday on Twitter and trending worldwide was hashtag Timothy Chalamet is over party. You know, I love an is over party hashtag. I know. Um, the first thing I noticed about this is that they included the accent in Timothy Chalamet's <laughs> name, which I don't even do. Uh, so I thought that was a very respectful way to cancel someone. Um, yeah. But it turns out that they were trying to cancel him because he was doing a live reading of a Tennessee Williams play. Um, and excuse me, he was doing a live reading of the play Tennessee and mm. He goes, he said a homophobic slur as part of the script, which I was like, okay, it's in the script. So that doesn't matter. So then I was trying to figure out what he said. And he said dyke, which is like Mm -hmm. very much a reclaimed term, which like in context was bad. But I was like, guys, like we're just really grasping at straws to cancel people right now. Yeah. You Um, know what? I was unrelated to the virus. I saw this on Twitter, was going to send it to you. He was like, you know what? She's surrounded by bad news right now. She doesn't need to know that Timothy Chalamet got canceled. And then, yeah, I looked into it and was like, okay, yeah. he's fine for the time being. People are bored. <laughs> yeah. um, I also was like, oh my gosh, thank God. Presley Gerber got another face tattoo. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to talk about that. So he took some pictures. He had a huge star that said LA on his cheek. And everyone was like, oh, what's he doing? You know, we had a lot to say about his first face tattoo. I was like, this is great content. We can complain mm-hmm. about this. Turns out it was a filter yep. and that he was just passing off as a face <laughs> tattoo. So even that, even Presley Gerber's face has let us down. I know. It's honestly wise. disappointing across the board. <laughs> it really is. The only person who did not let me down this week content-wise was Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. He just came through for me, his tiny desk concert. If you haven't watched, it was delightful. Mm-hmm. And then he did a photo shoot in Beauty Papers magazine where he was out here in fishnets. He was going like full oh, yeah. creepy suit. I have not changed my Slack avatar in like two years at the ringer. Finally changed it. I almost did the fishnets picture and then I uh, I chickened out at the last minute and remembered yeah. that I have to like have conversations with like Sean Fennessy on Slack. And I was like, <laughs> no, I can feel, I can't feel comfortable doing that. Um, maybe I'll be brave at some point, but... Yeah. Harry Styles really got me through this week, I have to yeah, say. Yeah. Thank God for you, Harry Styles. Yes. Okay. Next category is this week in social media. You guys, we have to talk about it. You cannot <laughs> you cannot log on to any social media platform and not listen, think, or read anything about the coronavirus. But like we said last week, we're just focusing in the celebrity realm. And this is mostly dealing this week with like how the celebrity world is handling yeah. it. And what I have to doing. say, not great. A lot of celebrities out here really showing their asses right now. You know, everyone's <laughs> bored. Everyone's trying to sort of create content of some yeah. sort. Yeah. And uh, a lot of celebrities just starting starting to try and fail this week to engage right. with this in a meaningful way. So we're starting with the bad, obviously. Get it out of the way. Then we're going to go the good. And then there's a lot of weird stuff happening as well. So let's start <laughs> with the bad. Uh, the most obvious one that I'm sure all of you guys have heard about is Vanessa Hudgens. Ugh. So... This girl started the week with doing TikToks about High School Musical with Ashley Tisdale. Everyone was like, oh my God, this is so great. And then she was an absolute <laughs> idiot on Instagram Live talking about the virus. And this is what she said. This is a quote. And I watched this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like a virus. I get it. I respect it. But like at the same time, like, like if, even if everybody gets it, like, yeah, people are going to die, which is terrible, but like inevitable. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. Ha ha ha. And then like shuts it off. 
Everyone was like, I think she was inebriated in some way or under some influence to be this big of an idiot. And I hope that my, uh, uh, my whatever reinterpretation of this gets edited out and Kaya could just like copy and paste the audio straight into this podcast. Um, anyway, everyone was like, you're an actual idiot. I can't believe she could be this careless with her words and be so callous about this whole situation. So then she gets absolutely shafted on social media. Next day, she says her comments are being taken out of context, which like I watched this whole Instagram. The whole context was exactly what she said. Right. There was like no taking anything out of anywhere. (sighs) Then she does a classic celebrity notes app apology. She's like, it's a crazy time. It's a crazy, crazy time. Stay indoors, blah, blah, blah. There was just no redemption to be had. She absolutely just made an ass of herself. She was- She really did. Terrible. Not as terrible, all things considered, but still bad, is Blake (laughs) Shelton made the formal announcement on Twitter this week. I'll just read this out directly. I have an announcement. With basically everything I had scheduled being canceled for this foreseeable future, Gwen Stefani and I have made a decision together. I am growing my mullet back as a symbol of hope or some shit like that. Anyway, it's coming back. For real. Stay tuned. Great. These are the you know end a lot of, of time. a lot of people have been saying like a lot of men have been like I'm, I can't get a haircut. What am I gonna do? First yeah. of all, I'm like it's fine. No one's seeing you right now. Just get one <laughs> when things go back to normal. But I'm wondering if mullets will make a comeback just because people aren't getting haircuts. You know what? Who will suffer the greatest is like I think it's mostly in big cities. Maybe it's just L A people, L A men. But the really tight hair on the sides and the really yeah. long top because <laughs> they're all gonna grow. But the long is gonna it it. I yeah. don't know exactly what's going to happen to men's hair, but it's I can't. Be interesting. I can't imagine it's worse than Blake Shelton's mullet. Um, <laughs> okay, be. last one in the the bad category. Oh, this happened yesterday, and I blogged about it for the website today. Unfortunately, I was not planning on watching it, but I had to. So Gal Gadot released a video today on Instagram. Excuse me, yesterday on Instagram, where she compiled all of these celebrities, a very random mix of celebrities, mm-hmm. um, and got them all to sing the song Imagine together. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. It was really pretty tone deaf. You know, a lot of celebrities are donating money, like Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, who we notably don't love, like just donated a million dollars. A lot of celebrities are are making their, you know, their platform known in more meaningful ways. But Gal Gadot mm-hmm. was like, let's sing a song. So she put this together and it's people like James Marsden and Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell and like a true like Natalie Portman, Joey Kravitz, Sia they're all in like their mansions in their <laughs> yards in their mansions and just singing the song and it's very optimistic i if, i hope that it raised people's spirits yeah but it was just <laughs> just like think about it you know Wait, did, was this gal gadot's idea is that why she was yes. the first she was oh. inspired but she says this at the beginning she was inspired by a video that she saw of a man playing a trumpet on a balcony in italy which raised me to wonder did she see or fall for any of the other italy <laughs> memes that people made i was like does gal gadot think people are out there singing roar by katy perry and she was like we must do this so, yeah, she asked a lot of people to do it. It's such a random assortment. It's very awkward. And they're yeah. all singing it in different keys. They're all Ooh. like they aren't singing along with anything. They're just I, singing. 
I told Kaya before we started recording that I don't know a single person that made it through the entire video. Maybe I had no did. intention <laughs> of doing so. And then I had to for content purposes. My and now God. I've seen it like 30 times. I watched it on mute because I couldn't bear. Once I saw Kristen Wiig's face, I was like, I don't want to hear this with sound. <sighs> and it was just, yeah, I, I can't do it. I refuse yeah. to click. And there was a really good thread on Twitter. I think it was Kate Raft who did it where she was like linking pictures of the celebrity with how much they paid for their house that they're standing in. So it was like, oh, well, Farrell wow. did this from his $10 million mansion that he bought from Ellen DeGeneres. And like, it was just like, and we don't know if they donated money. Like they could very well be like doing more meaningful things, but it just like was a little tone deaf, more than a little tone deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're (laughs) moving on to the good because there is some good in this world. Um, And my favorite thing, actually my favorite type of celebrity these days are musicians because obviously actors, it doesn't hit as hard if like (laughs) Ryan Reynolds got on Instagram live and did like a monologue. Right. But, Um, A lot of musicians are going on either Instagram Live or like IGTV and doing live performances of their songs. And a lot of times, a lot of times, because like you said, they're sitting in their mansions, they have like an at-home studio. So they've got access to all these different like um, instruments that they use and whatnot. So Chris Martin, especially, I wanted to shout out. He is extremely charming. I suddenly realized how he bagged Dakota Johnson because (laughs) I was falling in love like with each word he said. He basically was giving a life update on himself, was just, you know, saying it's crazy time. And he he was getting requests from his fans on like as it was going live. And Mm -hmm. he was like, nope, that's not a Coldplay song. Like, nope, that I don't know that one. That's not it. And like everyone was giving him bad recommendations. But then he eventually got on and was doing a lot of acoustic guitar and piano. Just a very beautiful singer. Um, and it's still on the Coldplay Instagram. So you can still watch that. And then Miley Cyrus is doing this thing now. She is calling it bright minded stories on Instagram TV. And it's basically just connecting with herself and other people that she's like Instagramming with, um, separate in separate homes about how to stay calm and collected and positive in these times. So Demi Lovato actually came on this week and they were both like exchanging like techniques on what to do when they get nervous or get anxious and stuff like that. It's like very calming. Um, they're both in sweatpants. It's very endearing. I would highly <laughs> recommend it. And she's going to keep doing it as long as we're all kind of staying at home. And then lastly, I want to give a shout out to John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, who I know the Tea Time Squad is kind of torn on. I'm still pro the both of them for some reason. But John Legend has the most beautiful voice in existence, I think. So soothing. Oh my God. He sang Bridge Over Troubled Waters with uh, Chrissy like on a in a towel above him, which was not needed. But <laughs> oh my God, I was blown away. He's incredible. It's amazing. So I would recommend all of you guys to look at like a lot of your favorite artists. I'm sure they're doing something, but specifically the ones that I shouted out because it really makes you feel good. Highly yeah. recommend. Chrissy, Chrissy's been a little tone deaf on Twitter this week as well. Um, she had some oh, rough, yeah. rough tweets, but you know. Live she and did. learn. We're gonna she... have to forgive some people for dumb things that they've done and said. I over forgot this about time. that. She defended um, Vanessa Hudgens. Okay, well, I'm pro John Legend though. Let's just we say are that. pro John Legend. Okay. Um, the yeah. other another good thing that I was very surprised by was Matthew McConaughey posted a video where he's just staring very intensely into the camera, basically giving a pep talk. And by the end of this, I was like, I could like run through a wall and like really beat up up the coronavirus. So he's like talking to the camera and he, you know how he is. He's, I'm not going to do an impression because I can't do it, but yeah, he's like, you know, in a soothing, weird voice. He's (laughs) like, we just need to band together. We need to do what we need to do. Stay home, like protect those who can't protect themselves. Yeah. Like it's going to be a bad time. And then he has this whole metaphor about like green lights and red lights. 
Which hmm. low key makes me think that this is like super subtle Lincoln Spawn Con. Because I think, <laughs> like, I actually think it might be because he's like, it's red light, but the green light always comes next. Oh and my like, God. Oh my God, Kate. <laughs> and I actually think it might be like Lincoln asked him to do this instead of like trying to seem like they were, Stop. you know, it's possible. You should watch it. But anyway, oh I was God. like very inspired after it and I just yeah. felt better. I really did. <laughs> I hope I hope to God that Kai is going to do some splicing because like <laughs> God rest our souls if we try to do any more um, accents or anything. Okay. Uh, the last category in this big social media um, thing is the weird. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Kate, start us off. Jared Leto, always weird. He was self-isolating, unrelated to coronavirus. Yeah. He was in the desert for 12 days. He took a break from the world. He wrote on Twitter and he said, 12 days ago, I began a silent meditation in the desert. We were totally isolated. No phone, no communication. We had no idea what was happening outside the facility. And then he's like, I walked out yesterday to a very different world. One that's been changed forever. Mind blowing to say the least. So Jared Leto did not know about coronavirus because he was isolated before it even happened um, or before we did anything about it, I suppose. And now he's back and he's just like really shook. Um, I can't imagine Jared Leto walking, like, you know, getting his car keys, getting back in his Range Rover, like turning on his phone and Twitter for the first time and being like, wait, what? Like, Jared Jared Leto. Of all the celebrities to not be in the know, it would be Jared Leto. It would be. And then also, this is in the kind of like that same field. So the German version of Big Brother, they started filming back in February. So all the contestants in the house on this TV show were kept in the dark as this virus kind of spread throughout the world and especially Europe. Um, And once people found that out, there was huge criticism on social media because it was these I don't know, 12, 15 uh, like adults living in a house. They've all got families back home. Who knows? Like, you know, like they should be in the know regardless. I don't Mm -hmm. care about like the TV portion of it. So anyway, after this huge criticism, here's what the producers do. They filmed a live special on Tuesday. They were like basically seated on one side and there was a glass wall and then there were a couple of producers and then a doctor on hand to kind of explain the whole situation. And this is actually interesting because I think the entire world would benefit from this kind of introduction to the virus. Um, And I'm kind of jealous that the Big Brother contestants got this treatment. So they were shown a video about how the virus spreads and then how Germany has closed its borders. And then the host explained like, you know, the restaurants and bars and all that stuff are closed. And then they basically explain all of these different methods to keep yourself healthy and to like prevent it from spreading. And a lot of scientific facts from this doctor, which I feel like people are really lacking. And like, there's a lot of info being spread around everywhere. Um, so honestly, I'm quite jealous. I feel like everyone would benefit from this. And anyway, they basically were updated on all of their family members. If they were healthy, if they're not, they're given the option to leave, etc. But yeah, these contestants had all of this dumped on them at once. That would be very jarring, but I think it would be good to not have any misinformation or like not have to change like, you know, how we all had to change kind of our view of it after like along the process and how it got worse. So like it would be, I think, beneficial to just like get the facts straight from the beginning. But yeah, I don't (laughs) would be the most jarring, horrible news to receive. Yeah. Yeah. And then last one in the weird category. January Jones, um, uh, just another celebrity just wilding out on social media. She went live on Instagram and she shared her quarantine bath, um, (laughs) which I guess is what she called it. But it's just kind of like, I guess, the way that she says that she relaxes. 
And she, the things that she put in this bathtub, I don't know how she still has skin on her body. <laughs> she put a whole thing of baking soda. She's just here pouring it into the tub. She's got a face mask on. And it's like one of those really hardcore like exfoliating face masks. So I also don't know how she has skin on her face. And yeah. then she pours apple cider vinegar into a tub. And she's like, it's like a human stew. Uh. And then she pours... Epsom, like a full pound. She says in the video, she's like a full pound. Just pour it in there and like into this bathtub. And then she just sits in it and just like, uh, I truly, <laughs> I don't know what that's doing to her, but it can't be good. Yeah. This is what, when people are left to their own devices, especially celebrities, this is when weird stuff happens. <sighs> Guys, just be normal. And wash your hands. Don't yes. put fucking don't, You don't need stew. to burn your skin off. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to the next category. This I know you're excited about. I am. Um, this is complete change of tone and pace, but we need this. We need to like just dive into another world, as they say. <laughs> Tea Time, aka Liz and Kate, rewatched the movie Cats. Oh, I didn't rewatch it. You, you didn't it. rewatch it? Oh, you're going on. off of memory? Yes, memories, as they say. All alone nice in the one. moonlight. Um, I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So this is very fresh in my mind. I watched it last night. Um, <laughs> Give me your thoughts. I haven't, you haven't, okay. Liz texted me last night. It's 1.30 my time because I'm in ET. And I got a text that said, what's a jellical? And that was it. That was your only thought. So I haven't heard any other thoughts from Liz on her cat's experience. Please give me just your general reaction. Okay. I feel like I have three top level things to say. Great. One right off the bat, made me very sad because there is so much talent, obviously, between this entire ensemble cast that within the first five minutes, as soon as they started dancing, I was like, I just got really bummed out that this movie was so panned and so hated. And all of these people are so talented and probably worked so hard. Like, and we're so excited about the set and the big rigs and like all the movie magic. And I got really sad. (laughs) That's very earnest of you. Yeah. My next thing was, here's the deal with the plot. I just need, I needed, (laughs) they didn't deliver, the stakes to be laid out right (laughs) off the bat. So I know that the common complaint is like, it's just like a cat introing itself like over and over and over through the whole movie. Correct. And I agree. Here's what I think. When that cat is like let out of the bag randomly in the very first couple seconds of the movie, I wish another cat had come up to her and been like, look, here's the deal. There's basically a Hunger Games style competition where you can, if you win, you could be reincarnated to have a better life. So like sing and dance for the next fucking 90 minutes, sing your heart out, and then hope that Judy Dench picks you. I think if I had that presented in front of me, I would have actually enjoyed the movie. That would have been helpful. You're right. Why wasn't Some that said? <laughs> no, but honestly, why wasn't that said ever? I, I don't know. You know, what it's also, so Kate, confusing. I had a really hard time. I guess the point of musicals is like you sing to move the plot along, which like, sure, I can buy into <laughs> that. But I couldn't even understand the words that they were saying. Right. Yeah. Because their names are so confusing. So I thought it was like kind of made up words like Bumblebina, Tinker, I mean, Jugrisabel. it is all made up words. Yeah. It, McCavity, it, like what? <laughs> yeah. And what then, did you think of Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift, I thought she like had the best look and kind of like deal out of anybody. Yeah. She actually got a pretty good, uh, you know, she had a lot of say in what she looked like. Yeah. And I think also maybe because I've been my whole life been watching her with cat eye makeup. I swear to God that helped. <laughs> like putting her <laughs> on a cat's face. I was like, I can kind of see it. 
Sure. I can kind of see it. Um, but, you know, I ended up hysterically crying at the end. <laughs> you did? Oh, my gosh. Jennifer Hudson singing Memories. Like, all she wanted, she was this innocent cat who just <laughs> went and chose the wrong side of the tracks momentarily. Her whole life had been just, like, absolutely derailed. She's, like, hobbling around in this, like, cat coat <laughs> thing, crying the whole movie. When she was chosen as the Jellical choice. I was actually shedding tears. I'm tearing up thinking about it. Like, oh my oh, God. Oh, she You've wore. gone on such a journey. A new life. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted a second chance. <laughs> wow. This really went in a direction I wasn't ready for. I was ready for you to just pan it. I didn't Absolutely realize you didn't not. text me back because you were just sobbing <laughs> into your pillow. You know what, though? This is coming from a girl who absolutely loved the Lion King remake and thought that, like... <laughs> true. You Billy and animated, animated animals can't be trusted. Yeah. I, I like that movie. I honestly enjoyed it. I would recommend everybody watch it in, like, a group or at least with one other person so you can kind of talk through it because you feel like you kind of start to have a fever uh, as you go through <laughs> it. And I feel like that's confusing in these times. So I would definitely, like, keep another person next to you to keep you grounded. But, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Wow. <laughs> well, more more talk on cats happened this week because – People were talking about it online quite a bit because it just hit streaming. And somebody tweeted, Jack Waz, who is some person in Hollywood. Um, nice. <laughs> he replied to a tweet and said, a VFX producer, friend of a friend, was hired in November to finish some of the 400 effects shots in Cat's movie. His entire job was to remove CGI buttholes that had been inserted a few months before. This means that somewhere out there, there exists a butthole cut of cats. So, uh, release the butthole cut was trending on Twitter as kind of a clowning of release the Snyder cut for Justice League. Um, and this coincided with Seth Rogen, who was live tweeting cats. He got stoned. He watched cats for the first time. He, like you, said, am I supposed to know what a jellicle is? They said it 200,000 times, but I don't know what's happening. Ha ha. Yeah. Um, so we went through a whole journey. Like you said, he was like, let's make 35 nonsense songs introducing cats. Uh, yeah. Some cats in pants, some cats in no pants. Just went on a real journey. So if you want a really confusing experience um, with your family or with whoever you're quarantined with tonight, watch Cats. It's horrible. And Liz liked it. And Liz cried. I agree. No, I wholeheartedly <laughs> endorse this movie. I'm really happy I didn't spend money to see it in a theater. Um, but I feel like now is the time. It know? is the time. You know, it brings people together. Wait, can I ask you one more question before we move on? Please. Are the hands supposed to be cat hands or human hands? And are there, was that, I couldn't tell what cut because I watched a, a link of it from a friend. So I couldn't tell if I watched a cut where like, I know online it like made the rounds that Judy Dench's hand was like unfinished, but everybody had hands. Yeah. I think they all just have hands. Okay. That's just like a part of the world. That, <laughs> that must have been just... where the butthole budget went. Um, okay. They got rid of the buttholes, but they had to keep the human hands. <laughs> Sorry. This is a perfect movie to watch in these times. It really is. It's absolutely it, chaotic. It just it takes you to an absolutely another world. It really does. <laughs> um, and then if you don't want to watch Cats, which I, I can't relate, here are some <laughs> other streaming recommendations that you can catch while we're all bored at home. So my first recommendation is kind of random. I stumbled upon this. I, my algorithm on my Netflix is so jacked up. I don't know why. But um, The World's Most Extraordinary Homes is basically just a, 
a TV show exactly of that. If you like like Curved and and all these like um, real estate websites or if you like Jam Sessions Real Estate Corner, this show is for you. It's basically just these enormous mansions, like really cool, amazing, spacious homes that they give you a tour. It's all over the world. And it just, again, it's like, you know, just very escapist because obviously none of us can or will ever live in these homes. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. It's very soothing. It's just kind of like a, a slow documentary about really beautiful homes. Love that. Especially when you're trapped in your own boring house and you're like tired of looking at it. Exactly. What's yours, Kate? I have two things on here that I actually am going to catch up on. The first one is the bold type which I was really into last year. And then I just fell off and am not caught up. But it's this, for those of you who like when you were in high school, you watched Pretty Little Liars. And it was like this dramatic, like you watched it because of the outfits and because there were pretty people and because it was like yeah. drama. This is like the my version of that for like young professionals. It's like three women. They work in the fashion industry at a magazine. It's like, not really realistic. It's like a very idealistic version of kind of the publishing industry, but it's like mm-hmm. very, you know, topical topics and things like that. But mm-hmm. it's really fun. It's like pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly can't wait to catch up on it. It's very light, great outfits. I've heard you know. a lot of really good things about the bold type. And I feel it's like good. young women adults fall into either the bold type or younger. And I right. fall into younger <laughs> first, but maybe I will try the bold type. Give it a shot. My other one is Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. I feel like this was a little bit talked about, but pretty much slept on. This is with Ali Wong, Keanu Reeves, and then Randall Park. Also cried in that movie. Maybe I'm just a crier. I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, but it's really, really, really good recent rom-com. So like, I know I think people feel a lot of pressure to like, when they think about rom-coms to catch up on, you're thinking about You've Got Mail, whatever the hell that movie is, When Harry Met <laughs> Sally, all these like classic pillars. And you're like, do I really want to watch something that old? And my answer to you is turn on Always Be My Maybe. It's really, really charming. And I would highly recommend it. Can't believe you just trashed when Harry met Sally like that. Um, I mean, it's a great it. movie, but it's just <laughs> I get not it. for everybody. If you want something more modern. Yeah. Um, all right. My last recommendation is just watch every show you almost finished and didn't quite finish. Like instead of starting a new show, this is what I'm going to do because I've found in recent years that my a really like a problem that I have is I, I can't finish TV shows, even mm-hmm. ones that I've like committed a ton of time to. Mm-hmm. So here are recent shows that I've watched probably three, four, seven, just never finished. Succession. A Good Place, uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Big Little Lies. Uh, there are so many more where I just fall off and I don't know why. <laughs> and so I'm going to go back and I'm going to finish like the last seasons of shows that I have not gotten to. Because I think I just like forget what happened and then I yeah. am like, well, I'll just, I don't need to know. Yeah. Um, so that's my goal is to this finish is all the shows. a really killer recommendation. I think you're completely right. I am a sane person and finish almost all the shows I watch. But even <laughs> I actually didn't finish You, you know, that Netflix show, mm. Joe mm-hmm. and all that. And I watched another episode. This is the time to check all these things off your bucket list. Yeah. Just finish them up. No loose ends. Yep. Yeah. Great advice. Okay. And joining me now is my wonderful co-host, Amelia. Hi, Amelia. Hi, Liz. Miss you. Um, I feel like I've said that a lot of times <laughs> in the last two podcasts, but I do. So I just finished uh, reliving Cats with Kate, and I brought <laughs> you here today to relive a much more fun movie, I would say, a much more classic movie. Perhaps. Yes. Me and you rewatched the movie Life As We Know It. The 2010 classic <laughs> with Katherine Heigl and Josh Duhamel. Um, for those of you, just to jog your brains, this is the IMDb, just like single plot. Two single adults become caregivers to an orphan girl when their mutual best friends die in an accident. 
It's on Netflix. It's fucking great. And we're going to talk about it. Oh. Amelia, what are your thoughts rewatching this movie? Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I feel like I, I'm going to use this quarantine time to rewatch a lot of 2010s rom-coms because why not? Great. great. You know? And mm-hmm. that was such like a, not necessarily a specific genre of film, but it, it it's just, you know, the movie is from the early 2010s. If if you watch, you know, a rom-com, you're like, okay, yeah, that, gr- Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, et cetera, yes. et cetera. And if you know Katherine Heigl is the main star, Ugh. you know it's like a 2010 or a little bit before that movie. Yeah, whatever happened to her? That's what I want to know. So, unfortunately, I think, like, everyone kind of knows what happened to her. I was yeah, just refreshing my memory, and it made me sad all over again. Basically, her professional life imploded, um, <laughs> like, around 2008 because she was branded as, like, being, quote, difficult and ungrateful and all these different things in the media. Yeah. Because it started, I don't know if you remember this, but she was basically made comments about how she was withdrawing herself from the 2008 Emmy race because she didn't think that Grey's Anatomy and the material that Shonda Rhimes gave her was oh. like challenging enough or like didn't warrant an Emmy nomination. Right. And she made also comments about Knocked Up and like basically right. Shonda Rhimes and everyone was like, all right, like, Okay, that's cool. We just will never cast you in anything ever again. And it was really sad. She was, I mean, she's really great in this movie. She was great in everything else she's been in. It's a really unfortunate professional move. It really is. She, I think she's very talented. I think she's very beautiful. I think Mm -hmm. she's likable in these rom coms, Uh, like 27 Dresses. I thought she was great in that too. And so it's. It's sad, you know, it's sad. And I I was in preparation for this. I was also looking up everyone's IMDb page. Yeah. She was on Suits. Oh, like, that's really tough. That's when you know your career's fucked when you yeah. have to go on a TBS show. Yeah. And she basically went into hiding for a couple years. Like she didn't even book anything for a long time. And later when we talk about this, we're going to talk about her favorite and least favorite parts. And my, I think they both kind of fall under this, the same category is like my least and most favorite part was her chemistry with everyone. It made me sad because like, she's a really great actress, especially in these rom-coms. Like she can flirt with a brick basically (laughs) and kind of make anything work. And that then it made me happy and sad. It it really seriously it yeah. it's very sad and I think uh, the movies are just different nowadays. A lot of <laughs> rom coms aren't being made as yeah. they used to be, and I think you know for our leading man in this movie, it's kind of been hard for him too. Josh Dumel. Yeah, speaking of like, where are they now? Where <laughs> is Josh Dumel besides being the father of Fergie's child? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know. I was looking at his Instagram. He's a devoted dad. He was in some uh, uh, of those, like, you know, when states do ads. Ah, okay. He was in a North Dakota ad. So looking at his IMDb and it's looking like he was in a movie called Think Like a Dog, which just wrapped. He was in an episode of Veronica Mars. Um, He was in Unsolved, Taco Bell, Web of Fries. I don't know. It's not great. Is what we're saying. Yikes. And they don't make rom-com leads like him anymore, I feel like. Oh, my God. No, I mean, there there is a whole subplot to this movie that is just jokes about how hot he is. Yeah. Uh, him and both Josh Lucas, who you guys probably know from Sweet Home Alabama. Yes. He's the guy who was Reese Witherspoon's hometown love with this beautiful Southern accent and the glass blowing and just like an mm-hmm. ideal rom-com male lead. Both of them just sold me wholeheartedly. And I just don't feel the same way about like Ashton Kutcher. Oh my God. we're being fed now. 
Seriously, no, go, go away, Ashton Kutcher. Like you had your shot. <laughs> the, it's it's really sad. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah. But good news, Melissa McCarthy. <sighs> she, okay, wow, just totally totally different person. Yeah, um, biggest glow up for her. She's mm-hmm. wearing a lot of makeup in this movie, and now she's more natural, and I love it. Yeah, she, um, this was like one of her, I don't know, maybe one of her first big movies. She's uh, kind of a side part in the ensemble cast, but she is absolutely hilarious. And it makes me happy that she blew up to who she is now because you can tell. I mean, she's she's always had it. um, And it was a very pleasant surprise seeing her. Also, Kumail Nanjiani was also in this movie. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeper choice and then to the (laughs) cast. And then now he's this huge hulkish star. (laughs) Now he's a Marvel guy. Yeah. Now he's got abs. Extremely muscular. Um, Okay. What was your favorite part and least favorite part? You know what? I don't don't know why, but the scene when Josh Dumel, a.k.a. Messer, he pushes the baby. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when she's taking a bath? you wrote that down and I was like, I I don't care to like recall what this is. (laughs) Which one are you talking about? Okay. So Catherine Heigl's character is taking a bath and… Uh, Josh Jumel's character is like, she's walking. She's starting to walk. Sophie's oh, starting to walk. Yeah. And Catherine Heigl's like, stall her, stall her. And he's like, ah, ah. and so he just p- pushes the baby down. <laughs> I don't know. It was funny, man. Yeah, you can't do that in a 2020 rom-com, <laughs> I feel like. That was a specific 2010 situation. There are new trial laws. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, truly. Um, okay, Amelia, you had absolutely incredible answers for this. So I just want you to take it away. If this were to be remade now, 10 years later, who's being cast as the Katherine Heigl and Josh oh, Duhamel? Wow. Thank you. Okay, so here, here are my female lead suggestions. Zoe Kravitz. You know, right. she's having a great just life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's a very beautiful, talented actress. I think she could do it. I also yeah. think we need Emma Stone back in some rom-coms, honestly. We do. I know. She, Crazy Stupid Love is one of the best rom-coms, in my opinion, ever yes. made. Yes. And I feel like she hasn't gone to that category again, especially the comedy aspect. She's such a good comedic actress. And totally. La La Land, you know, it's okay. Just recently rewatched that as well. But oh, nice. But Emma Stone needs to be back in comedy. She's too good not to. Totally, totally. She got her big break in Superbad. And she she's, like you said, she's great in Crazy Stupid Love. It, she's yeah. consistent in comedy. Like, you won your Oscar. We, You yeah. can act. We get it. Can you go back to comedy? Thank you. And I feel like she's the perfect age because Catherine yes. Heigl and Josh Miller are both an interesting age in this. I feel like now you're either… 25 playing a 17-year-old or playing like a 40-year-old mom to a like 22-year-old. It's like none of the ages really make sense in any of these movies anymore. Totally. And I feel like this was actually pretty realistic, like maybe two people in their late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. And it's just a, just Hollywood has a tr- like a very troubled time casting that. So wholeheartedly back you on those two. Thank you. Okay. And then for my male lead suggestions, I have Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians. Great. Very handsome. And also Chris Hemsworth. Not only handsome, but a really funny guy. Yes. And a lot of slapstick humor in this movie, which I feel like Chris Hemsworth, maybe it's just his size versus the size of a baby, but just feel like the humor writes itself, you know? Oh my God. You're so right. I didn't (laughs) think of that. Oh my God. Hollywood cast it again. Seriously, Life As We Know It, I would say is a really actually very good rewatch or just like diving in for the first time. It's feel good. There's obviously the sad part when these two people unfortunately die, but you don't 
don't get too attached really <laughs> to these people. Um, That's true. And it's on Netflix. It's free. And it's like trending. People are suddenly rediscovering this movie. It's just like a nice time piece, nice time traveling movie. Yeah. Um, Catherine Heigl wears a lot of crazy aughts <laughs> styles. Yes. <laughs> the, you, you mentioned the beanies. The beanies. I don't know if you I, fortunately, I think my hair was just too straight and too flimsy to do this. But I guess there was this whole era of women who wore the big beanies and they would put all their hair in the beanie. (laughs) And it would just be this like weird thing as if you're working as like a lunch lady in a cafeteria. Right. And Catherine Heigl's wearing that. She's wearing like three layers of shirts. It's just really rock solid art style. Totally. Definitely watch that on Netflix. Okay, next category. Amelia, this is, we got lucky with this. This has me and you written all (laughs) over it. This is just made for me and you. There was not a lot of relationship news going on, but the ones that did is just like has me and you written all over it. Yes. Okay. First thing, very exciting news for me, maybe not for you. (laughs) Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron from the Bachelor franchise are definitely 100, 200, 300% together, hanging out, quarantining, kind of, in Florida, right. in his hometown, they're definitely dating or seeing each other or something. We talked about this a while back because his mother unfortunately passed away. She flew to Florida to kind of, I don't know, attend the funeral maybe, spend some time with him. But she's still there as the whole country is going on lockdown. Yeah. That I means know. something. That's true. They're playing beach volleyball. She's… Yeah, that's why I said. They're not exactly quarantining. They're being, <laughs> they're being pretty irresponsible. So tisk tisk on those two. They're like out on boats and on beaches and stuff. Definitely should be staying at home. But they're together is the thing. I like… Okay, I understand why you like them together. They were very sweet on The Bachelorette. I just think yeah. like… I don't know. She had her shot and she totally blew it. She picked Jed. I don't know. I, I completely I, agree. But Amelia, wouldn't you say that you're happier that he's going back to her than okay. him like confiding in Stassi during this time? <laughs> now that and you bring mean, that up, yes. Honestly, and, stay with Hannah Brown. Seriously, he could have really just gone for an Instagram influencer and just kind of like led that life. And perhaps he's like being a bit more introvert and like introspective about this whole situation. Maybe. Right? Yeah. No, I actually, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, I guess this would be a good rom-com, honestly. They yeah. get back together. So yeah. why not? And before we move on to other relationship news, we have got to talk about how screwed poor Hannah Ann Sluss has gotten in all all of this. So the poor girl signs on to be on The Bachelor with Peter Weber. Peter Weber, definitely in the beginning of the show, had feelings for Hannah Brown, the original girl. Right. But Hannah Ann's like, all right, I'll try it. I'll keep dating you, whatever. <laughs> she like has to deal with all of his BS in the beginning about Hannah Brown. She keeps dating him. Then Peter falls in love with her, kind of. But then, you know, screws it all up. We all watched it. He picks a different girl. So she gets heartbroken right. then again. Then she, on national television, on Ellen, she basically declares the fact that she wants to date Tyler Cameron. Of all the people in the Bachelor franchise, she chose him as the cutest person she's most interested in. Yes. Tyler Cameron goes back to her original (laughs) arch nemesis, Hannah Brown, and is like with her. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. There's no girl who got a shorter end of the stick publicly in love than Hannah Ann Sluss. I (laughs) Also, the name You know what's funny? I… When I was on, like, looking up their bios or whatever for yeah. Bachelor Party, I thought it was, her name was Hannah Ann Sluss, like, Slusinski or Sluss, Slussinger, but it's just yeah. literally Sluss. 
Which yeah, is, that, that's just a name. Although we can't feel too bad for her. She's like got extensions in and she's yeah. just like on TikTok. She's like really glowed up. But anyway, just kind of an unfortunate series of events it's, uh, for her in particular. It is. Okay, next relationship news. Go ahead. Okay, so you know, we talked about Amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she got engaged and then they split up. And yeah. now they're back at, together. And apparently uh, her boyfriend or fiance, whatever, Paul Michael, I I guess that's his name. Uh He shared a slideshow of photos on Instagram. And one of them was an ultrasound photo. uh, And with the caption baby in the making. So, Uh but then he deleted it. So I don't know if Amanda Bynes is pregnant or if she's not pregnant. This is so confusing. Yeah, there's no more uh, amount of like misinformation and kind of like swirling around news than around Amanda Bynes. Yes. And it's hard to tell what exactly is going on because on the one hand, her mom kind of controls, it seems like, her life and maybe like, you know, her public image or at least is attempting to. And right. then at times Amanda Bynes breaks out and kind of like says things, posts things, kind of is like – I'll get my freedom back. And you just like don't really know exactly who to believe. Very sticky situation. You don't exactly know about her mental health or exactly how she's feeling. Um, So yeah, she might be pregnant and then she also might not. I have no idea. We don't know. Yeah. I also heard that these two broke up and then are back together. I don't, there's just like a lot of confusing stuff around her. It's really confusing. And it's just, it's sad because like, I know she got sober, but yeah. I don't know. Her presence on social media lately has been yeah. kind of erratic, and that yep. just makes me sad. So I agree. I agree. <sighs> I'm in better but, news. <laughs> in better news for me. I don't know. Not for you guys, but it's fine. Ana de Armas, beautiful, talented Ana de Armas. She published the photos <laughs> that Ben took of her, you know, when he was playing the Instagram boyfriend in Costa Rica. Yeah. And they're iconic. They're inspiring. They're beautiful. I <laughs> know. Out of focus. <laughs> they're out of focus. He's an artiste. Okay. Thank Is you. Is that what that was? Yeah. Does he not know how to work his fancy camera? I could see him being like, oh, like F around stop. What, uh, yeah. Like pressing a bunch of things. <laughs> yeah. It was basically like her declaration, you know, being like, and then he commented on it. He said, oh my gosh. Credit PLS, like, please, with a little crying laughing emoji. It's like, did did your 16-year-old write that for you? Like, it just felt really <laughs> weird, really out of left field on Instagram for Ben I, Affleck. It was very much like a low-key social media manager. Yeah. Yeah, who is like 16, <laughs> move by him. I keep sending uh, photos of them, too, being paparazzi to tea time because I keep trying to, like, f- like hammer Aunt Kate's head that they are together, and it's still not connecting for her. And same with Kaya. I feel like the two of them just, like, are like, but, like, maybe we don't know, or, like, maybe they're not quarantined. You guys, they're holed up in Ben Affleck's Palisades mansion. They're together. And they that's are. all there is to it. That's it. <laughs> um, oh, God. We're ending this category actually with bad news, but— a tea time favorite, so we're rooting for them ultimately. Right. This was breaking just today, I believe. Freaking Lana Del Rey and her cop boyfriend Sticks broke up. Sticks. Like we need any more bad news. This is actually sad because I really like them. Tea time loved them. If you guys recall, Sticks is a cop in I believe Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, but he's also a reality TV star and he's also like a CrossFit champion. He's just like the whole package. 
And the reason why the news that they broke up even came out was because the New York Times profiled him. What? How did he get that? The title is Policeman, Reality Star, Recent Ex-Boyfriend. Like, how did you bag that? But <laughs> apparently he did. And he kind of talked about their relationship and said they're just friends now. Which makes me sad. What happened? They've only been together since like September, I think. That is sad. Do you think that Styx kind of had a an Austin Butler-esque, uh, gl- not glow up, but like, hey, I'm more famous now. I'm going to leave you for whatever. Greener I mean, pastures. Perhaps, but like Lana Del Rey is extremely famous and also a cool kind of famous because she's kind of off like the beaten path of like classic yeah. A-list celebrity. I have no idea. I'm really, really sad. But maybe their lifestyles just didn't make sense together. Uh, but can't they make it work? I mean, come on. You can't get a better couple than Sticks and Lana Del Rey. Well, maybe they can't fly back and forth to each other now as much. You know, oh, I don't know. True. The times are changing. But we're rooting for you, Sticks and Lana Del Rey. Just yes. let that be known. Okay. And for our next category, I'm bringing the whole squad together for Tea Times' most unanswerable question of the week. Okay, and for the last category, I got my two girls together. Miss you all. Miss the studio. This is Tea Time's most unanswerable question, and I brought Kate and Amelia together. Hello, guys. Hi. Hello, Amelia. Hi. Okay, so Amelia, start us off with your unanswerable question. Okay, well, uh, you know, the world is going to shit, and (laughs) let me tell you, it, it really is not only just crazy, but now it is raining lobsters because- Kim Kardashian recently posted to Twitter this random ass video that's been viewed over 10 million times of a lobster kind of like, you know how lobsters get up on their, well, not, I don't know. They get up on their little claw things. and they're Were like, you going to say their hind legs? Yes, I was. <laughs> I was, but <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, eh, like almost in attack mode. And she has a caption and it's just confused how a lobster is walking on my street in Calabasas. What is happening? Uh, What is happening? I am so confused. Did you guys see this? I I did. did. (laughs) What the fuck? So I'm actually kind of sad that, well, I'm sad for a lot of reasons that these are the circumstances because there's so much wildlife content right now that we just can't in good faith really enjoy. It's actually um, true. You're the so animals. Right. There are a lot of videos of animals kind of taking over these towns because people aren't on the streets. There are deer that have been seen in churches. There are peacocks mm-hmm. everywhere. There are like feral hogs in have various seen, cities. Have you seen the one where the penguins, because all the aquariums yes. and zoos are shut down, they just get to go explore yes. the whole freaking park. Looking at the it's fish. It's so cute. And we can't report, you know, it's just I not- know it's a tough it's a tough time to be a, a wildlife content stand. Um, yeah. But yeah, Amelia, I don't know. I don't know why the lobster was there. I have no answer for you. Amelia, I have a cynical answer and yes. then I have a joyous answer. My cynical answer <laughs> is that in one of these Calabasas mansions, because they had to send all of their cooking staff home and their staff in general home, that like oh. they're not manning the kitchens as closely. And we know that Kim has a restaurant style kitchen in the back of her house. So I'm assuming that her neighbor or some other billionaire person, you know, they just have like a live tank somewhere that's no longer being tended to as carefully wow. as everyone's staying at home. And it escaped. And I hope it makes its way to like a lake or uh, the Calabasas. <laughs> Lake or something. Wow. Um, and then my joyous answer is that you're right. It's rainy lobster because why not? <laughs> That's actually, you know what? That's like a Pixar movie come to life. <gasps> Pixar, don't steal this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's trademark it. 
<laughs> yeah, extremely confusing. Um, and the last two are just more personal problems. Yes, they are. <laughs> um, so, Amelia, I appreciate you for actually coming up with like a, a solid question. Anytime. My question is, why is baking hard? <laughs> because no one told me. And you guys know who have been listening that I have beef with baking because in a couple episodes ago, I forget, I was basically saying that no one – like nervous or anxious bakes. It's just like a TV and movie trope, but like, okay, I've heard you all on Twitter. I know that you do. So I can understand that people bake when they're stressed out or whatever as release. So I tried, um, in good faith, I found a cookie recipe and they turned out so bad. I (laughs) fumbled it so hard. They looked pretty good. I thought, I mean, they didn't look as good as the other ones, but I thought yours looked pretty good. You're sweet, Kate. Did they taste bad? Yeah, yeah. Because I think I oh. overcompensated with too many chocolate chips. So no this is an, an unanswerable question and also a cry for help. If you guys have good baking recipes now, I'm going to try to get into baking. Wow. wow. Love yeah. that for you. Yeah. All right, Kate, last one. I have a similar question. I'm having a lot of FOMO on social media because everyone's talking about these video games and I've never been into gaming. Everyone's like, oh, I ordered the Switch uh, as a treat to myself. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to treat myself, but I don't know what that is. A lot of people are talking about Sims, talking about Animal Crossing. They're like all these pictures and they look very soothing and fun. And I would like to spend eight hours forgetting that the world exists and, you know, making an online world. But I just am not into video games and I don't know where to start and I don't know if I would like it. And I just want to get into gaming. So my question was, do I need to get into gaming or am I just like need to get over myself? No, I think you do, honestly. And I think we should try to find a video game where... It's not about guns and stealing cars. I feel like right. if there is, if you guys know of any video games out there, which is more a little bit like, I don't know. Like I want it to be soothing. Magical. I don't want to be stressed. That is what yeah. I don't like about gaming is I get stressed out. Well, I feel like in games, you're running for your life the whole time. Yeah. Have you ever tried The Sims? See, that's what I'm wondering about. No. Would I like that? Oh, yeah. Amelia, you play a lot of games. Dude, I fuck with The Sims so hard. <laughs> I love The Sims. What, are, what is The Sims? It's oh, where you like, what? <laughs> it's, it's a simulation of people and you yeah. make them engage with each other and fall in love and break up with each other and have babies and grow old. And it's, it's you will waste years of your life playing this game. Really? Is Maybe that what, I should get into the I don't know if you guys, Sims. either of you watch The Office, but is that what Dwight gets into and he has a second life? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Is it oh, like that? Oh, it's cooler than Second Life. Okay. Okay. I have never, <laughs> I have never, is okay. it a website? No, well, it's a game. <laughs> yeah, you play it by yourself. In the studio, so I can't hit you right now. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll get into The Sims. You've answered my unanswerable question. Oh, I can't wait. You are just, you're going to have such a fun time. I'm excited for you. Great. Me too. Okay. So give us baking recipes, game recommendations. And then also, since we'll be at home for a while, we want to hear from you guys. Whatever you want to listen to and hear about, we're open to. We're just going to get kind of creative as you heard about (laughs) us reviewing movies um, and other stuff like that. So just tweet us at tea time underscore 33 with anything you want to hear. We're very open. So thanks, guys. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Amelia. And thank you, Kaya. (laughs) 